What is up, people? You are listening to the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on, Shamari? Um, it, it was an interesting uh, week in the Star Wars universe. We had some stuff uh, that um, I'm sure you'll be excited to, to talk about. I'm definitely excited to talk about um, Marvel and Star Wars, obviously, they have their relationship with uh, the comic series that they come out with, and the most the multiple different comic series that they come out with, and um, they they recently announced and gave details on a whole series of uh, comic books that will be coming out in 2019, uh, 2018 and 2019. So that should be exciting. And then the video game that I'm most excited for coming out. Maybe not most excited for, but almost most excited for, is the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game that's coming out. And we finally have some details on that game. So uh, I'm also very excited to talk about that because it could be interesting depending on how you feel about some former Star Wars games that have come out in the past. Definitely, definitely. So we have so we have some, we have some uh, good bits of news for you guys this week, so... Um, you know, we, it's been uh, very, very quiet recently, but we've got some interesting stories for you guys. Um, so we're going to start you guys off with uh, the most, probably the the most pressing Star Wars uh, property that's going that's going to come out soon, and that is Star Wars Resistance. So that is a TV show that's going to be premiering on Disney XD. Um, that show is, is premiering on October 7th. We now got more details on the show, um, through a, uh, videos on, uh, it's kind of like another featurette. Um, they've released one before about the main characters. Now we got another one, uh, about the more side characters, um, and, uh, their, um, like just their personalities, and the act, and it showed the actors and actresses that play them. Um, and I'm just going to comment on the general tone of uh, the show because that seems to be what most people are concerned about. Um, is that it's too kitty? It's too, uh, you know, it it seems even more. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, kid, I guess kid friendly is the only thing that comes to mind. Disney fied, yeah, Disney fied, yeah. It seems even more Disney fied than even Rebels. Dumbed down for lack of a better term. Yeah, it seems even more Disney fied. No, nothing complex, nothing intense. Seems even more so than Rebel season one, and that's saying a lot. And it seems like they're happy about it. And it seems like that's what they were going for. Which, if that's what they were going for, maybe they're. And the thing that everyone is saying, and, and that I agree with. Is that maybe we're just this the Star Wars, uh, you know, the Star Wars sweaties, so to speak, the Star Wars fans that are like really into getting into the stories and the the controversies in the universe, etc. This show isn't aimed towards us. Maybe it's just aimed towards kids. And something that I think that um, one of the actors is actually a good actor, um, uh, Donald Faison, um, yeah. who's playing one of the characters. Uh, he even said in the video, he says. Ten-year-old Donald would have loved this show. That's exactly what he said, <laughs> and you know, I think that speaks volumes. You know, <laughs> about what that's funny about who this show's target audience is. And it's on Disney XD, seven p.m. prime time before the kids go to bed. You know, like on Sunday night, 
this is you know this that's the, who the the audience is for this show and that's not a bad thing it doesn't mean it's going to be a bad show it just means that the show may not be targeted towards fans like us um now there are it looks like it's still going to be a fun show and they have some interesting characters like i know there was one tie pilot former tie pilot who's actually he's just kind of there in the racing scene um so that's kind of fascinating and uh you know they have some aliens they have a rodian who's like a really really good uh racer who's cocky and stuff i mean they have so they have interesting characters but it's just it seems really really lighthearted like super lighthearted and it might get darker down the line but there it doesn't they're not showing any of that you just see a first order stormtrooper here or there but for the most part you just see them flying around and racing it seems like that's what the show is about so i mean i guess we'll see um i guess we'll see what happens in the show but uh kenna how'd you feel about it yeah um i thought that this was a positive featurette mm-hmm. um i i thought that it's funny you pointed out the donald phase online because i mean I, I i i liked most of what he had to say and like that line, I remember what he said it, but that line like went totally over my head, and <laughs> it just didn't have the same meaning that when you say it, like it certainly is alarming to hear him say something like that, uh, given what our our short, given what the shortcomings of rebels were right. in our opinion. Um, no, but I felt like this gave us a better idea of who more of the characters are. Uh, I liked, I kind, I mean, I liked the concept from uh, I can see how someone like Dave Filoni can make this show and feel like this is a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they talked about the hype phase on character, uh, I, I, you know, I was behind it. I liked it. Um, you know, the, the idea of, you know, him having, you know, sponsors and being in it for, for the glamour is what they uh, were quoted as saying. And, I mean that that seemed like that could be interesting because it's not really something that we had we've really seen in the Star Wars universe. Almost kind of reminds me of IGPX a little bit, right? Um, exactly. Anime that came out a long time ago, but I it's so that's different. So that's cool, but again, it's overall it's just the tone of the show feels like it's just not selling it for people like us, um, for people that are older that are fan that were fans of the clone wars are fans of the clone wars that uh liked some of the darker parts of star wars rebels um or some of the more tonally serious uh aspects of star wars rebels i mean this show doesn't seem like it's going to be for us obviously we'll give it a chance um i'm still very excited to see it because i mean it's a new star wars show and I, I'm gonna. I'm just by design. I, I feel like I, I'm. We're we're all gonna give it a chance. We're all gonna watch it. Um, but I can definitely see how people could be frustrated. Frustrated is a strong word. I think anybody that's frustrated with this show is a little. It's a little premature because it hasn't come out yet. But I see how people could be worried that this show may not live up to what they had hoped. Um, especially considering the excitement we had when it was announced that they were making a new show. And when we found out it was Star Wars Resistance, I mean, remember all the thing, all the conversations we had about this show when it was announced, and we knew we were having a new show, what it would be about, and then up to the fact that 
when we realized it was likely going to be called Star Wars Resistance, all the discussion we had on different storylines they could do, this doesn't really hit any of the, the points we talked about. It's totally off the beat path of what we had hoped for, and that's a little unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, agree with people who are, like, jumping off a bridge with the show, talking about how, oh, there's no way. If anyone's like, I'm not even going to watch it because of the featurettes, I'd say, all right, I think that's a little, you know, I think that's a bit. Premature. Yeah, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, we got to react to what they're, what they're showing, you know, I mean, these are, these things are meant to, to, uh, give people, you know, an impression as to what the shows are going to be about. And if it looks like it's going to be about racing and, and, you know, and you wanted to see something, you know, more serious than that, I can understand people being underwhelmed, you know? Um, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep following this story. We'll keep trying to get. Um, as I guess as much information as we can about Resistance until the show comes. We also have the so, uh, can't forget um, about the first ep- uh, yeah. four episode titles. Yes, yes, you're you're right about that. And we also heard about the uh, uh, we finally have the titles for the first four episodes, so that is pretty interesting. Um, so the first episode's titled The Recruit. The second episode is titled The Triple Dark. The third is Fuel for Fi- Fuel for the Fire. And the fourth is the High Tower. Um, now, the first episode, the recruit sounds like a first episode. Sounds like a very generic first episode. You know, probably some Poe Dameron finds Kaz, and you know, similar to the first episode of any any series. You know, he finds yeah. him, says, "Oh, you can be a resistance." Uh, he he'll either be excited about it, or he'll be like, "No, I want to be a racer." That's my guess as as to what is going to happen. <laughs> Smart, that seen too many cartoons. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I basically know what's going to happen in that episode at this point. But um, I have no idea what's going to happen in the other episodes. I mean, those titles are very ambiguous. Second episode sounds like it could be dark. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, they sound way too. They they sound way more serious than they probably will be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking <laughs> the high tower. I mean, that sounds like oh man, that could be some deep stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's the first. It's the first three episodes. And I mean, they're saying ten, you know, ten-year-old me would have loved this and stuff. So I mean, I'm thinking that it's not probably not going to be so serious, um, especially not to start off. I'd be shocked if that were the case. But you know, uh, we shall see. Did you see? Uh, I apparently there's a screen grab of a, of a shot in the tr- in that I think the most recent featurette where we see a ship. That looks very much like that of Kylo Ren's ship, and yeah, people, yeah, I saw that. I noticed that as well. And people are wondering: is that Kylo Ren's ship, um, or is it? Because then because it looks like it looks very much like Kylo Ren's ship. But the idea is that from the Visual Dictionary of the Force Awakens, they talk about how um, many high-ranking First order personnel also have uh, very similar models, so mm. I don't know if it's particularly Kylo Ren. I feel like if it were, they would have showed Kylo Ren, but I don't know if it's particularly Kylo Ren or if it is just a generic first order. It may not be generic; it could be Captain Phasma for all we know. But I mean, it could be Kylo Ren. I mean, it. I mean, because um, in Rebels, well, I don't think they showed Vader in it. First episode. Did they show Vader in the first episode? 
Yeah, Vader was in the first. No, one. yeah. So I mean, it could be. He's in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was kind of Kylo Ren. Vader was kind of like, I mean, they did Rebels. The way they marketed Rebels was good, but they, Vader was a reason for people to watch. Right. Like I watched the first episode thing, and yo, Vader's in this show, and then he like didn't show up rest of, the rest of the season right. till the end. <laughs> I jumped <laughs> off and jumped back on at the end, but um, yeah, I, I don't get the sense that they're really doing that with this show. Like I don't think they're trying. I think they feel like people are gonna watch. The people that are gonna watch are gonna watch. The people that aren't aren't. But they're not trying to like, you know, just show you the craziest stuff from every episode to get you to watch. Yeah. Rebels definitely tried very hard to get people to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not so sure why. It makes me. Which if that I think that's what is alarming people because it's like, it's like they have nothing to show. Yeah, it's like or, do you care? Yeah, it's like they have nothing to show, or they just they're not going to show the crazy things because it's going to be like Rebels, where like it's only going to be there for like one episode. So it's like yeah, why it's why lie to people's hopes up? Yeah, why lie to, why lie to the people? Just show look, this is going to be a show about racing, about kids being friends. And, Kylo Ren might show up in one episode, but we're not going to tease them. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, I mean that that's what I'm thinking. Um, I mean, it could be Kylo Ren. I mean, I I did notice that as well, and. Uh, I mean, it didn't like get me so excited, honestly. <laughs> sure, that honestly, yeah. look, Kylo Ren seemed like an awful fit for the show, tone wise. I mean, I don't care. I watch him. Vader wasn't the the best fit for Rebels, and I mean, he was fine. He was great in Rebels. So, uh, but in just in terms of what they set up, I don't see how Kylo Ren can really fit on that yeah. show. I mean, no one here is even like force sensitive. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, they could still run away from him, and they can attack his ship or something. But I mean, he can fly. He has that his, that special fighter. But I mean, I don't, you know, like just him being in the show isn't, and he doesn't have any connection with anyone there. Like he at that point in time, he didn't have any connection really with Poe Dameron. So even if Poe Dameron is there, it, like there's no real connection with Kylo Ren. So just him being there, you know, isn't, you know, just gonna make me super interested so i mean we have to see what happens with the show um so yeah i mean we'll we'll you know uh as i said before we'll keep tabs on the show i mean of course when it comes out on october 7th we'll have a review for you guys that's also happens to be on comic-con weekend um but we will uh we'll find a way we'll find a (laughs) we'll find a way to uh find time and, and get make sure we have a review of the first episode of star wars resistance um so moving on we have uh we have a few more uh uh very interesting news stories for you guys the the first one being um some information about the show the not the show i'm sorry the game star wars jedi fallen order which kind of referenced uh the beginning of this show so we have some more information on that um on that game that's coming from the making star wars podcast and uh, they are apparent, apparently, you know, this is uh, actually being paraphrased from uh, somebody else, but they uh, apparently say that the game is um, it's like a spiritual successor to uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, which is, of course, a, a much uh, a very beloved game among Star Wars fans. Um, and people still clamoring even now to to make uh, uh, Star Killer canon. Um, uh, I'm not one of those people. Well, uh, well, 
I don't know. I just don't see where he would fit. But he he was a cool character. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and that's very good news, honestly. If this game is anything like uh, The Force Unleashed, then that is very, very good news. Hopefully the the combat is a little more... I mean, just because it's being made in 2018, it could be a little more polished and less just kind of, you know, tossing guys around and cutting a bunch of guys up. Um, though the fight, the boss fights were, were pretty fun uh, in the game. But um, just, you know, just the regular melee was, uh, it was a little like, you know, it was kind of easy at times. So, I mean, I'm thinking hopefully in this game they can make it, uh, you know, because it's 2018, of course, they can make the graphics, you know, really upgraded. And, you know, and they actually have a quote where it's just, um, it's like uh, The Force Unleashed, but with less Mountain Dew, which, uh, you know, I guess in, in gamer in gamer speak, it just means <laughs> that it would be less less crazy, less over the top with the Force powers. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, honestly, to be completely honest, that's basically what I want from this game. Because the story was was good in The Force Unleashed. And, you know, so if you give me that story plus the action, but just less crazy, that's basically all I'm asking for. Um, so uh, what do you think about this news, Kendall? Uh, yeah, no, I think this is really, I mean, this is potentially very interesting news because um, I feel like when we, uh, when it was announced, when this, this game was announced and we uh, we talked about what the game might end up feeling like, what it might end up playing like. Uh, the game that kept coming out of our mouths was Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. um, whether or not it was going to be similar to that game or not. And this sort of feels like further evidence suggests that it will be like that game. Um, mm-hmm. Now, my the question I would have is, like you mentioned, is this from a gameplay perspective or is this from a story perspective? Or is it both? Right. Good chance it would like, likely be from both, but I I get the sense that he's he's talking from a gameplay perspective. Because um, I mean, they could take from the story, but I feel like they wouldn't want to. I feel I mean, there ha- there are there there is evidence in the past to suggest that uh, Lucasfilm has no problem retelling stories, or repackaging stories in new ways. Uh, you know, people talk about the Jason Solo. You know Ben Solo deal, right? Uh, or whatever, and it's like you know, kind of the same character, or similar character, and they just repackage them in a way and call them Kylo Ren. But um, I also feel like they're gonna want to tell a different story. Uh, so I, I'm I, I'm gonna say that they that they're talking specifically gameplay here. Uh, and if that I mean if that's the case, that I mean without the Mountain Dew. Again, very odd term to use, but uh, <laughs> if, if if you're telling me that it's the Force Unleashed without the Mountain Dew, and that it's going to be a darker game, that could end up being very exciting. Uh, certainly, a far cry away from what we have with uh, Resistance. So, um, bit of a change of pace from our last story, but I don't think you can tell a story about a. Padawan on the run. This is on the run after Order sixty six, if I'm correct. So, right. if that if that's the case, I don't think you can tell that without it being a little bit more grounded, a little darker. Yeah, this is gonna be a dark story. Um, 
And I'm glad you reminded me that that's what the story is about, because I, I remember they did reveal that. Um, so, I mean, with that in mind, and knowing that there that this game is going to be reminiscent of The Force Unleashed in any way whatsoever, um, that is... Uh, that is just that's just really good news um that's just really really good news this is just this is this is shaping out to be to get me very hyped up for this game um because the force unleashed again the story and i agree with you kind of out i mean it i i think in um they're probably speaking more in terms of uh the gameplay and also maybe like the format of how the story is told yeah, yeah, perspectives like and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but still, like this is this is really really interesting. This is very interesting stuff. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, all right. So any any other comments on this, Kendall, or or any anything else you you'd like to add with regards to? Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're getting stuff now suggests that we're probably. They're pro- I mean, they're they're probably in the process. I mean, they're definitely in the process of making it, but they're 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 probably getting closer. Right. Um, yeah. They, they haven't halted in any way. Right. I was looking to see if there was any kind of development, any kind of thing that's like, oh, we're in the later stages of development or anything like that. But can't really find anything. Um, but hopefully, we get some more updates on that soon. Uh, I'm not. I'm very very much looking forward to E3 next year. Very much looking for, looking forward to E3, uh, as well as Star Wars Maybe in celebration. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully we get something then, too. Um, but all right, so we'll, of course, keep tabs on that story as well. Um, so moving on, we have some more news with, uh, with the, actually with the Star Wars comics. So um, this is uh, coming from uh, Mr. Brian Young from uh, StarWars.com. He's also... Uh, He's also on the uh, uh, Full of Sith podcast as well, which is a very good podcast. Um, And he uh, is uh, uh, breaking some news that Star Wars um, and Marvel will be releasing three series um, through um, uh, three different series coming up. So these series are going to be Star Wars Age of the Rebellion, uh, Star Wars Age of the Republic, and Star Wars Age of the Resistance. And they're going to they're um, going to be released in uh, I believe it's in chronological order as well. So we're going to get um, those three uh, series. It's gonna have it's gonna focus on a hero and a villain from the era, and it may and it may touch on other characters as well. But this is really exciting um, because there's so many different stories and so many different characters. Um, they can dive into. I'm especially excited for Age of the Republic and Age of the Resi- Age of the Resistance, mainly because right now we're getting so many different stories told in the Rebellion, the Age of the Rebellion. That I mean, I feel like having another story told in the Age of the Rebellion isn't that special. Um, so I mean, it, it, and specifically in comic book format, we're getting a lot of stories told in the Age of the Rebellion, and I'm actually going to. Because uh, I have I have been uh, catching up uh, catching up in the comics, I'm actually going to dive into some of those stories told in the Age of the Rebellion. So I mean, I'm not really that aspect of this story doesn't get me as excited. But 
getting more stories in, told from the Age of the Republic and the Age of the Resistance does get me excited because uh, one, the Resistance comics that have been coming out, namely Poe Dameron, uh, has been spectacular and has been, you know, of course, you know, getting more information from that era is always good. Um, and the the comics and everything else that have been coming out for the Age of the Republic have also been spectacular. Um, like the Obi Wan and Anakin comic was spectacular, uh, in my opinion. Um, the Kanan comic was spectacular. Um, I mean, it's just it. It's just really good. It's just, uh, um, and and they use some really really talented authors, um, and and uh, and artists as well for uh, these Star Wars Mar- Marvel comics. So I'm very very excited about this news. Uh, but Kendall, how do you feel about it? Yeah, this is actually very exciting. Um, you know, the way they're the way it seems like they'll be doing this is that they're gonna start off with the Age of Republic comics and go through that for however many months, right. uh, three four months or so, and then transition to the Age of Rebellion with different writers. And then from there, transition to Age of Resistance, which will then lead into Episode Nine. So um, the timing of that makes sense. I have, I mean, I have the list of characters, Shamari, that were all that were that are going to get their own one-shot comic from Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna name them, and then you're gonna tell me whether or not you're interested in their comic or, or their issue. Mm-hmm. So in Age of Republic, we have Qui Gon Jinn. Is that something you want to hear? What you want to see? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same. What about Obi Wan Kenobi? Absolutely. Anakin Skywalker. Absolutely. Padme. Absolutely. Darth Maul. Absolutely. Count Dooku. Absolutely. Jango Fett. Absolutely. General Grievous. Abs- absolutely. Every single one of those people. Every single one of those people. I am. Uh, uh, I am extremely excited to get anything in comic book format regarding their storyline during the height of their I guess story so to speak so that's extremely exciting extremely exciting that's that's only Age Republic in in Rebellion we have Luke Skywalker Mm -hmm. uh, Leia Han Solo Lando Darth Vader uh, Tarkin, Boba Fett, Jabba the Hutt. Most of those people have already had solo comics. Already. Yeah, we've seen. Yeah, that's the only problem. Yeah, with the that. only the, the only people that did it. And Lando's had two different solo comics. He has one that's out now, and he had one yeah. before. I mean, the only thing that's that is uh, the only thing people that haven't are uh, Boba Fett, um, Tarkin, and Jabba the Hutt. Which I don't care about a Jabba the Hutt comic personally. Yeah, Jabba's the personally. one where I'm like. They could have been a better picture. Yeah, I don't. I do not need a job of the Hutt comic. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else they could have got. They couldn't give us somebody from from Row One. Yeah, or I mean, Solo. Yeah, like Cassian Endor comic. I would have preferred <laughs> that to a job of the Hutt comic. I mean, come on. I mean, and, I mean, look, I know that's people, one. I, I know people like Jabba, and you know, he was he was a good character. You know, he wasn't a bad character. He was a good character, but I don't need a comic. For Jabba. Yeah, that's that's definitely selling more to the old school fans. Oh that, yeah, for sure. You know, absolutely. Like if you're going, you're walking to a comic store, a comic book store, and I mean, you see a job of the hut, you may be more interested than seeing, uh, whatever. I forgot her name. 
uh, Felicity Jones' character. Yeah, Jin Erso. Jin Erso, exactly. Jabba would have loved to have seen a Jin Erso comic. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't and know. lastly, we had the Age of Resistance, where we have Rey, Finn, Poe Dameron, Rose Tico, Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, General Hux, and Snoke. Yeah, I mean, now, I feel like there are some heavy hitters. In yeah, this. every every single one of those, every single one of those, especially Snoke. But every, Snoke but, is gonna be. I pity. I pity the the writer that's gonna be dealt with the the un, the arduous task of telling that Snoke story and not being just like they. they like, I why mean, am I it, even it, doing this? Yeah, exactly. And like the 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 expectation for that story are gonna be so through the roof. Oh, yeah. And people are going to be dissecting every little panel in that book. So, again, I pity whoever has to write that. But, I mean, even General Hux will be very interesting. Oh, yeah. um, you know, Phasma, obviously, and Poe Dameron have their own series. So it's a little less interesting. But uh, Kylo Ren, another one, where and, we get more of him. And Captain Phasma... Also had her comic, um, as well. I yeah, yeah, she had her comic as well, which that was and that was that was good. Um, but uh, and it which yeah, again, you know, that was good. And Poe Dameron, of course, um, but that and that's still going on. But that's also really really good. Um, and I mean, is there a chance any of this ties in with episode nine? Hey, yeah, exactly. You Maybe know. it falls in between. Episode eight and nine, and now I mean I, it won't for Snoke probably, but <laughs> some of these other characters it probably won't for Kyler, for uh, Phasma as well. But for some of these other characters, there's a chance where this may tie into Episode nine in some regard. Yeah, I'd be surprised if nothing in any of them uh, hinted at something in Episode nine or was relevant to something that we're going to see in Episode nine. Um, so yeah, I'm I. Uh, I would say that there's definitely like I'd give that a fifty fifty chance. I mean, there's definitely a chance that that's gonna happen. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. And the, the timeline of when those comics were released, apparently those comics are gonna come out from August twenty nineteen to November twenty nineteen. So, I mean, that is yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that is right around right around the time that we're gonna be getting uh. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, and I think we're gonna get, uh, some, we're gonna get uh information on these stories at New York Comic Con. So, yeah, could end up having more, depending on if we, if we uh go to that go to that panel. Yeah, I mean, we, gotta, we gotta see how that schedule shapes up. We'll have to talk to uh, uh, EJ. You know the, the third third party in the new generation's triumphant. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's too bad we can't just you can't have two two bodies or something. You know, just one sitting in that panel, one sitting in a different panel. Like we can only be in one spot. So yeah, um, but yeah, we'll try to get that information. Astro projection, very yeah. underrated. Uh, yeah, yep, <laughs> definitely for sure. Um, but all right, so yeah, we'll get we'll get more information on that. Um, as Kendall said, we're going to New York Comic Con, so hopefully we can get more direct information straight from the authors and, and people at Marvel and, and Disney Lucasfilm uh, themselves. Uh, so you have may have that to look forward to. 
So next story has to do with Andy Serkis. So there's some buzz around the internet because Andy Serkis couldn't make it to Keystone Comic Con, which was, uh, which was, what was recent? Was that this past weekend? Uh, uh yes. Yeah. So which was which was this past weekend? Um, because of the apparent scheduling conflict. Now people are a buzz on the internet because. Um, uh, people are wondering if this has, has to do with any kind of Star Wars Snoke-related filming that he may or may not have been doing. Um, I don't, th- I don't believe that for a second. I think that Ryan Johnson was, you know, though. I mean, they they kind of hinted that each person that writes the story is just kind of building on it, which isn't. <laughs> which good. I mean, that was we can get into that. Yeah, so we'll that's get a topic that. for another day. That yeah, that's a whole other topic, but. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He, I'm he, done. Oh, that's his story. He can just do it. It's like, oh god. All right, but you know, so they, they've hinted towards that. But um, you know, I mean, I believe that when Ryan Johnson was writing the Last Jedi, he killed Snoke, and that was his intention to kill Snoke. So not to kill him, and you know, oh, but he rises, or or he pulls a Darth Maul and gets robot legs, or something weird like that. No, like, he's dead. Like, he's dead. Had the permission killed. of everyone at Lucasfilm. Yeah, everyone at Lucasfilm, they watched the movie. They're they all signed like, yes. off. They were like, yeah, Andy <laughs> Serkis, you only have a two-movie deal. Yeah, they gave him a trilogy after <laughs> it. They were happy with it. They were satisfied with it. They had no qualms about that decision. You know, it's not like there was some sort of contractual thing where Andy Serkis was like, I was supposed to be in episode nine. Yeah, exactly. Where where, where, where did this change? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Andy Serkis is done. I don't think there's any... I mean, and he's a good actor. He's probably doing something else. He was probably I I give this a ninety five percent chance that this has nothing to do with Star Wars. I mean, I'm going that high. I really don't think that this is. You mean Andy Serkis? Uh, you know, a, a an Academy Award nominated actor has has other obligations outside of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. He was great in this man is Caesar. You know, like, come on. He the, Now he has a scheduling conflict that people are like, it must be Snoke. Like, come on. I really, I really, really don't. Um, I really don't think so. But, you know, I mean, it is possible. That's where, I guess that's where that 5% comes in. But, you know, I, I really, really highly doubt it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I look at this. Well, for well, for one, while it's great for our show, I, it, and... Hero Talk as well. I am I am a little tired of the whole, uh, you know, guy misses his Comic Con, his, his Comic Con panel, where his, his Comic Cons, uh, he had to cancel his Comic Con appearance because of some scheduling conflict. Because um, nine times out of ten, it turns out to be nothing. Uh, the Billy D. Williams uh, scheduling conflict from some convention turned out to be very much something. Right. So. We have to keep that in mind. Sometimes they do manifest themselves, but I feel like we've covered these stories on this show and on Hero Talk a bunch of times, and a lot of times they turn out to be nothing. So, I mean, am I going to go crazy that Andy Serkis uh, had to miss a comic, a comic book convention because of a scheduling conflict? I No, because like you said, Andy Serkis... Isn't Daisy Ridley? Isn't uh, Kelly Marie Tran? Where they don't, they aren't really tied into other universes. So, you know, with those guys, with those characters uh, or those actors, 
even Mark Hamill to an extent, I would look at that and say, all right, there's a good chance this is probably Star Wars related. Yeah. But with with uh, Andy Serkis, I'm looking at this and like, I mean, if I went through his filmography, I, I'm sure he'll, he probably has three or four more projects coming out. You know, Mowgli is a movie that is still, still hasn't come out. Maybe there's some post-production needed on that movie. I don't know. But is there a guarantee that the Star Wars related? No. On the other hand, I do think there's a chance that this is very much Star Wars related. Just given the fact that Episode Nine is filming, um, given that, I mean, Snoke is a character that people were kind of upset was iced in the last movie. Um, right. It wouldn't surprise me if J.J. Abrams called an audible and said, you know, we're going to bring him back. Let's get Andy Serkis in here, do a little bit of work. I, I think Snoke will probably be in the movie. It just probably won't be. It could be It could be a flashback. It won't be much. I don't know what capacity you could even bring Snoke back in. I don't think he can come back to life, first of all. I mean, he could fake his death. I don't think he's Plagueis. I don't think he can cheat death. Um, but I do think there's a chance it could be a flashback or something along those lines. I think so, too. I don't think I, I now I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying yeah, he's for sure not in the movie in any capacity, but I just I just feel like saying that this scheduling conflict is the is like the hint that Snoke is in episode nine. I I don't think that this is. Hey, more, I, I've seen I've seen articles that say that this confirms that Snoke is back. <laughs> really in in all caps. Absolutely. Have you really? Well, YouTube video, not articles. Oh, okay. I was but, you know. Say. Like, oh, did this Andy Circus news confirm or not? Does or like it's saying Andy Circus recent Andy Circus news confirms <laughs> uh, Snow's return in episode nine? I'm oh like, my goodness! On, yeah, come on, you gotta stop with the fake news. Um, but yeah, like this is uh, I don't know. I don't think this is really news. Um, I mean, if it if uh, people are saying oh on IMDb, it doesn't show that he is. Uh, that he's working on anything between Mowgli and uh, <laughs> this other thing he's directing called Animal Farm. That's going to be a Netflix film. Um, like, there's nothing there, so it's got to be Star Wars. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You know, he could be doing plenty of other things that we just don't know about. Look, I, I, I don't, don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to be sitting in episode nine waiting Where's for, Snoke? <laughs> for yeah. Snoke to come Yeah, up. like, and if and he, he does it, I feel lied to. He was killed in the last movie. People need to stop questioning, you know, all these. I mean, especially with the way that he was killed. He was killed in the last movie. Like he was. That was no off screen. That wasn't like Phasma. He was straight up killed in the last movie. So, and there's no reason for him to come back. It's not like yeah. It's, it's not, not like you yeah. know Infinity War where it's like you know oh, I, you I think Gamora is probably gonna come yeah. back or you know because of the Guardians or. You know, Black Panther will obviously come back at some point. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, there's no reason for Snoke to come back. They killed him off. They made the decision, and they're they're done with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, they could bring him back if they wanted to, but there's no obvious reason why he should be back. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. At this point, I wouldn't necessarily feel great about Snoke coming back because just because they killed him, it would just be a weird thing in the canon that he just came back to life, um, even though he was clearly dead. Like, I don't know. So I I don't need that to happen, um, I mean, and I you know so I I don't even necessarily hope that this is Andy Circus working on Star Wars 
to skip out on Comic-Con. So, uh, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, you know, when I guess when episode nine comes out, we'll find out. Um, so, all right. So that's all the, really all the, the, I guess, press news we've got for you guys. Um, so I recently finished the solo novel, um, which was a good novel. And I stand by, you know, what I said before after seeing solo and that solo was not a bad movie. You know, it was not a bad movie. Um, I don't think it's a movie I needed to see. <laughs> I don't think it's a movie that needed to be made, but it was not a bad movie um, at all. So, I mean, I it's it's a good adventure. Um, you know, I mean, there are other there were other good Han Solo written adventures and things. It's a good adventure. Um, you know, with good characters, it expands upon Kira's perspective, which that that is good. Um, it. You know, because you get to see things from Kira's perspective, which you, you Kira is very a very silent character throughout the solo film, um, especially after you know what happens on Corellia. A lot of the times, you're just kind of guessing as to what 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 she's thinking and what her intentions are. In the, in the novel, it's clear they just write Kira is thinking this, Kira is thinking that. So, you know, you find out that she still has feelings for Han. Of course, when you find out that out when she kisses him, but even before then, he says she still has feelings for Han, and she is still thinking about running away with him you know and you know she was a a slave and she was sold from this guy to that guy and then to 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 uh, uh to whatchamacallit what's his name why am i forgetting his name dryden voss, dryden voss. um <laughs> uh <laughs> so yeah i mean and you find out you get more information on uh these these characters um and uh yeah so you get you get uh you get to to um dive a little deeper um into those characters one thing that's reinforced from from me uh getting through this novel is that the side characters in solo didn't get enough shine like i really liked uh tobias beckett's crew um both val and rio um they're both out here i don't even remember who's who (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just remember it was like a monkey thing or whatever, and they didn't really oh, <laughs> give him any time. So. Yeah, Rio is the little—I uh, forget—I I don't even remember the species, honestly. Is that yeah, <laughs> yeah, the little monkey guy, the fairy thing, or whatever. He yeah, is. and uh, Val is the uh, the girl. Yeah, yeah, Val's in the group. Um, Tobias Beckett's love interest in, in the movie. Um, I mean, they were they were good characters. And and I, you know I listen to the audiobook. I gotta say Mark Thompson he does one he does one heck of a uh, of a Woody Harrelson man he got his accent down. I was really? like, is this Woody Harrelson? <laughs> <laughs> He's like you you're pretty good kid. You know I'm like oh my god you know you know like wow. <laughs> um, but yeah like uh, but yeah it's it's a it's a very good novel and and you know you get that mall scene and it's basically the same. They don't really expand upon it that much. Um, you know, it's it's described a little more. Maul is described a little more. It confirms the you know the metal leg and all that other stuff. Um, you know, ignites the lightsaber in the scene as well. You know, sees the red eyes under the hood, all that stuff. So it, I mean, it's that's really cool. Um, one really cool Easter egg at the end, which they added this at the end. This was pretty. This was pretty cool. So Enfys Nest at the end of Solo ends up meeting up with none other than Saul Guerrero. And Jin Erso. Um, really? Yeah, so Amphis Ness meets up with Saul Guerrero and a young Jin Erso. And so he meets up with Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero is 
Um, they were meeting up to, I guess, uh, discuss uh, something rebellion-related. Re rebellion I don't know if she joined Saw's Rebels. I don't know. I'm guessing this is going to be expanded upon later on. Um, but yeah, she, uh, Emphis Ness ends up meeting up with Saw Gerrera and, you know, she, and she, her and her, her, uh, her, um, followers, uh, they hear, uh, Jin Erso in the ship and they're like, oh, I thought you were supposed to, you were supposed to come alone. Um, and, uh, and, um, uh, Saw is like, don't shoot. It's an 11 year old girl in there. And then she comes out. And, you know, of course, she, she kind of develops a bond with Jin as well, you know, so it, it, that was really cool. So that was a really cool kind of Easter egg scene. I don't know if they're going to expand upon this. I hope they do. I think that would be nice. I'll, I'll be interested in learning more. I like they're, expand, they're expanding upon Saw's partisans a lot more. Um, I think the, I think that I think everything they've done with Rogue One, you know, the characters, everything Saw, I think it's all so far have been a success. So, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I thought the novel was good. It's just, it's really the same thing as the movie. Um, you get a little expansion on, uh, Kira, you get some on L3 as well. When L3 merged with, uh, the Falcon, the Falcon actually has a personality, which <laughs> I didn't know before, but the Falcon has a personality. Um, and L3 is kind of talking with the Falcon, the Falcon's personality and stuff. And they're, they're, you know, developing a, a relationship with Han, and they're saying, "Oh, I like this guy," kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to 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 get those details fleshed out. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it for the solo novel. I mean, again, it's just kind of a retelling of the movie, and it, it's not a bad story. It's just not one that I really needed in a movie. I would have rather seen an Obi Wan movie, but you know, we all know how I feel about that. Um, I don't know, Kenna, you have any questions for me in regards to Solo, any comments, anything like that? Well, that Emphis Ness thing is very interesting. Uh, and the little bit of reading I've done on the on the novel, uh, that was neglected to be mentioned, so. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I know, surprising, right? But, <laughs> uh, I don't know. On that thing, on that Emphis Ness, uh, Jyn Erso, Sagrera, you know, seeing, uh, do you feel like that's something that was, that they made that that was maybe in the early stages of the movie? Cause a lot of times, cause going into that movie, we kept talking about, are we going to get a Rogue One connection at all? Um, mm. given that right. they they took place in kind of a similar time period and right. there it's, it was the previous, uh, Star Wars story. It, it made sense to possibly tie those two movies in and we got nothing but uh do you feel like maybe there were and maybe in an early draft there was plans for Forrest Whitaker to show up um possibly I mean the early drafts I mean they do probably do a whole bunch of stuff in the early drafts <laughs> yeah you know we are probably at Vader in the early yeah, drafts Snoke <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I think just because, um, uh, uh, just because I think they they really wanted to focus on Han. I feel like Saul Guerrero showing up would have been, kind of could have been a distraction. Um, yeah. So, Maul, I mean, Darth Maul showing up clearly would have been a distraction for them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. 
Um, but like you know, I I think like having him show up like in like the middle of the movie, you know, or even at the uh, end. So Saul Guerrero shows up in the middle of this. Um, or is it no, he no, he shows up at the end, at the very yeah. end. So you you're saying that, that you think they had that scene in the movie? Yeah, I wonder if they had like an early draft for Saul Guerrero, where like that where he shows up at the end. Uh, oh, no, that's possible. And they felt like, possible. for whatever reason, they felt it was too extra. Maybe they felt, oh, we don't need all these Easter eggs. Couldn't I feel like, secure I feel a deal. Like, yeah, I feel like that's more of, like, a, an Easter egg for the sweaties. You know? Like, I feel like your general, your, your, your regular person that just goes to see Star Wars movie is going to be like, that's Saul Guerrero! You know, like, yeah. like you know, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, he's a guy from that other movie. Oh, okay. Right. You know, like, I don't think, you know, and I don't, I don't think um, they would, you know, want to uh, give all this money to uh, Forrest Whitaker for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, they probably, I'm sure they weighed, well, if we're going to do the, um, you know, if we're going to do the mall cameo, and if we're going to do a Saul Guerrero cameo, which one would have more impact? And I'm sure they weighed that Maul would have the right would have more impact, and I think that was the right decision if they if it did come to that. Uh, yeah, definitely, no question. Because we saw like, even plenty of casual fans that had no clue Maul was even alive or stunned that he showed up. Yeah. A lot of people left the theater. They were like, "Who was that?" <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, or how is he still alive? I didn't know he was still alive. Yeah. Yeah, Which was so. very surprising to me. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be. It's not like that many people watch Clone Wars or Rebels. But uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just assumed. I mean, people don't do research like I do. So maybe I just assumed, like, even if you didn't watch, not everybody's research like I do. So, I, I, I mean, even if you didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels, I kind of assumed that you would have heard or gotten spoiled at some point. Right. That mall was running around, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think they made the right decision. Um, in, uh, in if if it, if that even came down to a decision, I think that's a no brainer. Personally, you know, I think uh, if you had to choose between the two, um, I think that's something, and I and they probably came to this this to this conclusion as well that that's something that's fun that you could put in the novel for like the dedicated fans, you know. Um, and then maybe you add, they maybe you expand upon that in something else, if they were to do uh, something else, I don't I don't know a comic or another novel or a TV series or something, you know they could expand upon that relationship possibly. But um, uh, but yeah, I definitely think that was that was a fun that was a, definitely a fun Easter egg. And ho- hopefully we get something more on that soon because that was that was a very fun interaction to see. Um, but all right, so we got some some uh, more some more news for you guys. This is the last uh, going to be the last segment. So I've been catching up on the Star Wars comics, um, uh, namely the main Star Wars comic run and the Darth Vader comic. So I'm not completely caught up yet, but I'm getting very close because <laughs> there are a lot of comics that are out now. Um, and basically, I've just uh, uh, passed the Moncala arc for both. For both uh, comic book series, so in in the Darth Vader comic, Darth Vader was on Moncala, and in the Star Wars comic, they were on Moncala, and they were, um, uh, well, the Vader comic happens first, so I could start with the Vader comic, 
uh, in terms of the chronological order. Because the Vader comic takes place before the Star Wars comic. This Vader comic takes place very soon after the events of Episode 3, which is very fun. Because you get to see Vader and his Inquisitors hunting down Jedi. Um, so he is, he goes to Moncala, um, and he is there, uh, because the Emperor, uh, suspects that there may be a Jedi on Moncala, who is helping the Moncalamari, um, keep the Empire at bay, and helping them, uh, strategize against the Empire. They're still friendly towards the Empire, but they, they're like they not at war, but there's a Jedi there helping them strategize. I don't know how the Emperor senses this. <laughs> but he's like, Vader, go to Moncala. So Vader goes to Moncala. And, um, uh, you know, so an, Imperi- an ambassadorship for the, uh, for the Imperials, it gets blown up. No one knows how it gets blown up. I was wondering that, too, when I was reading the comic. I'm like, who blew up this thing? But it gets blown up. And now there's full-on war. The Imperials are like, and Tarkin's all in, he's in orbit of Moncala. He's like, well, now we got to send down fi- fighters and Star Destroyers and AT-ATs. So, this, so that's what they do. And now they're literally just assault, just a full-on assault of Moncala. Though um, it was fun to see because Moncala is a water planet, kind of like Camino. So they have some land services, but the, most of their society is underwater. So they kind of had an advantage, and the Imperials were having issues. They were having trouble. Um, so Vader goes down, and he hunts down. Um, uh, so he hunts down this Jedi, him and and his Inquisitors. He brings a bunch of Inquisitors. Um, really, kind of a bunch of side Inquisitors, like the Ninth Sister, Eighth Brother, a bunch of all these other, <laughs> the ones that you don't see in Rebels. He brings them to uh uh to this planet and um uh and he hunts down this jedi and this jedi he wasn't even uh a full-on jedi he was like a padawan um he was either he's either a padawan or a knight but he was he definitely wasn't a master but you know but he was he was a jedi so he was helping these people and he had his own like uh band of people that he just kind of gathered together like oh do you hate the empire i'll help you fight like and i'm just like whoa you know so he's collect he's so he was been collecting these people for a while people that you know uh some are 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 foresets of some are not but he's just collecting them and bringing them along with him and having them help him and teaching them the ways of the jedi supposedly um you know, Vader and his Inquisitors find these people. They're killing them one by one as they're cha- as they're chasing this Padawan down. And I for- I'm forgetting what um, what the race is of what his species is. I'm not going to waste time looking it up. But it's the the red. These they're red skin and they have horns that go down that drape down by the sides of their face. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're chasing this guy down. Vader's dueling with this guy on Moncala. And, you know, the Empire is just, you know, attacking and they they captured the uh, the king of Moncala. It's it's a real it's kind of a really dark, uh, a really dark storyline. Vader fights this guy. The guy um, reveals that he blew up the ambassadorship and Vader's like, no Jedi would do that. He's like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. It's 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 a crazy, crazy situation. Um, uh, but of course, Vader beats him in the duel. Um King of Moncala is captured. It's funny, Akbar and Radis are on Moncala as well, so they're helping them fend off the Empire. 
Um, it's a, it's a really really cool really cool story. Um, I definitely recommend uh, this Vader comic. The, um, uh, uh, Char Soul is like his, he hats off to this guy, man. He is really doing a good job with Vader, and he's doing a good job with Poe. He's he, those are the best comments, Star Wars comics that are out right now, in my opinion. Um, so uh, he's really doing a good job with those. Um, so the Star Wars comic also takes place on Moncala several years afterwards. So what they're doing on Moncala is, um, the you know Leia, Luke, and Han. Um, and, uh, you know, Chewie, C-3PO, etc. So they go to Moncala. They try to convince uh, the person, the Moncalamari that's on Moncala. He's like a blue blue guy named uh, Ertia. It's hard to pronounce his name. But he is, like, the le- basically the leader of the Moncalamari at the moment. He's, like, representing them, not as a king, but just he's just, like, the kind of like their leader, their regent or, or whatever you want to call it. Um so they go there, they try to convince him to join the rebellion. He's not willing to risk his planet and go against the Empire because he saw what happened to Alderaan. He's like, I'm not doing that. Uh, you guys are going to have to just go if you're going to try to convince me to do this because I'm not doing this. So they, he refuses to help the rebellion. Uh, so they get a changeling, or uh, I guess technically a Claudite, who can shapeshift. It's the same creature that's from Episode 2 uh, in the very beginning. Who was able to, to change shape and change form? Um, so they get so they get a member of uh, that species, and uh, they get they basically find him, convince him to help them by imitating a moth. So he changes into a moth, and while they're having the the meeting to kind of break down this plan, you see a bunch of the different generals. And I noticed also in the Star Wars comic they added General Draven, who is a general that's from. Um, uh, he's from uh, Rogue One, the one that was giving Cassian Endor his uh, orders and stuff, like his spy orders and stuff. Like he was, right? Yeah, he. So he's like in the Star Wars comic. They drew him in. It looks just like him. It's the same actor, everything. Um, but he's talking to Leia and doing all this other stuff. I'm like, this is like, I'm glad they're adding more of those. They're like mix, mixing in the universes. Um. So so they got this changeling and they got him to, um, imitate a moth. So they kidnap the moth. They, they and this is the moth from that's over that's over the Mon Calamari planet. So they kidnap him, bring him to um, where the king is being held. To where the king is being held, because apparently he's he's, he's not um, uh, 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 he's not like uh, dead or anything. He's being held prisoner. So they bring him over to where the king is being held. They see him, but he's on life support. So they're like, oh, okay, so what do we do now? Um, and it's funny while the changeling is imitating the moth, he's at like a, a Mon Calamari op- opera, and C3PO is helping him. This is a, it's good comic relief. It's funny, um, but uh, he's like helping him remain in character and stuff. It's a really really funny scene. Um, but they they instead of breaking the king out, they have a, him record a video saying the Mon Calamari, you you're my people. You had to stand up. You had to fight back. And it's really cool because. This guy was in uh, the Clone Wars, and in the Vader comic, Vader is having flashbacks to the Clone Wars when he and Padme are on Moncala and they're doing stuff. And he's saying, he's like, I know this king. He wouldn't give up. Like, I'm just like, yo, this is, ugh. This is really good stuff. So, they, so they're so talking to the king. He's like, don't, no, don't give up. Fight back. Da, da, da. And, and, you know, eventually they, so they get, um, uh, they basically get this recording to the guy that's the leader of Mon- of, of the Moncala planet, and he broadcasts this recording 
to the rest of the Mon Cal Calamari ships. And they already have Imperials on them. They're all in... The Imperials are all over Mon Cal But the Mon Calamari rebel, and they get a bunch of ships over to the Rebellion. Um, they fight back, and there's this huge battle on Mon Cal it's, it's similar to, like, the, the Battle of Scarif and, and the Battle of... Uh, uh, battle of uh, Endor is is a huge huge battle because a bunch of star destroyers and going up against the Mon Calamari ships and Akbar is there. And I'm just like, man, this is something that could have been on in the movies, um, but but they they end up escaping, they end up getting away. They actually ends up being a, one of the Mon Calamari ships happens to have a bunch of coaxium on board, which is that's that's a nice another nice Easter egg from Solo. Um, uh, because the Imperials are shooting at the ship, and Akbar has a plan to use that ship basically as a way to break through the Imperial blockade, where the Imperials shoot that ship, and it just blows up. It blows a big hole in one of the Star Destroyers, and they all jo jump into hyperspace and escape. It's a it's a really, really, really awesome story. Um, they did a really good job of Monk with the that whole planet arc for both comic book series. And I think it's very relevant because the Mon Calamari, they, they are the Rebellion fleet, basically. Well, well, they're, they're, they are the cruisers that the Rebellion uses. Those are Mon Calamari ships. So it's really, really, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a good, uh, it's a very good arc. So I'm very, very satisfied with what they've done. Um, and they're moving on to something else in the Star Wars comic. But uh, I won't get into that until I finish that arc. But. But the, they're they're doing very good things in the Star Wars comic and in the Vader comic, um, uh, and I'm really excited to see what they have uh, in store next. Uh, Keno, do you have any 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 questions or comments or anything like that? Uh, no. Nah, I mean, I feel like, well, for one, how long do you think that this Vader comic will be going on for? I have no idea. That's a very good question. I mean. Right now, they're in the. When it comes to their issues, they're already in the. Uh, are they in the? No, they're definitely not in the fifties. Star Wars comic is in the fifties now. Um, the Vader comic, I believe, is is either in the twenties or getting close to the twenties. Um, it's getting up there. So, so yeah, it's been going on for a while now. Um, I I don't know, but I don't want it to stop anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely been going for a while. But um, but yeah, this is it's been a very good comic though. It's been a very very good comic. It characterizes Vader very well, and it it, it connects his story to the prequels a lot. And I think it makes sense because it's so fresh for Vader. This is a new Vader. This isn't Vader that's been Vader for a while. This is Vader that basically just turned into Vader. So this is uh. So this is pretty. This is good stuff. This is very good stuff. Um. All right. Uh. So that will do it for this uh podcast. I'm gonna try to catch up in the other, um, in some of the other Star Wars comics as well. I know Poe Dameron. Um. I believe I I believe I heard Poe Dameron is finishing up soon, which uh is a little sad for me, but. Um, I mean, they can't keep that comic running forever, and I think they they there are other characters and stories to be told in the new in the uh, era of the Resistance. So, um, you, know, you know, all comic series have to come to an end at some point. But I'll try to get um, a review of Poe 
and a review of Afra as well because I want to catch up in Afra um, uh, because that's that series is is also very good so I want to uh, get more details on that um, uh, another book I'm reading is the Star Wars from a certain point of view um, that's probably one that I'm not going to do a formal review on um, because it's just a collection of short stories so I'll probably at some point sprinkle sprinkle in around our podcast I'll sprinkle in a review of some of their short stories um, at some point but um, uh, but yeah because uh, that's a good one and there's some really fun stories in that book as well so I'll have that for you guys as well um, alright so that'll do it for this podcast um, so uh, I will uh, we'll have something for you guys next week um, as we get closer to Resistance, hopefully we get more news on that. Um, so, I'm Hoshi Kamari, joined by Kendall, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.